Hello, I'm Pastor Daniel Flukey. Welcome to the Sermon Podcast from Christ the King and Living Hope Lutheran Churches. We are congregations of the Evangelical Lutheran Church in America, located in Port Washington and Saukville, Wisconsin. We believe God's love is for you. Here's our message for this week. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. So hopefully during this season of Lent, at some point, you have noticed the artwork on the back wall of the sanctuary, on the glass there. You can look at it from either side. If you haven't noticed it yet, and you're looking back saying, oh, look, there's artwork there, take a look after service. Um, As you know, our theme during this season of Lent has been seeking honest questions for deeper faith. And the people who put this theme together are artists. It's basically from an art company that does art for worship. I am not an artist. I debated drawing something and putting it onto a slide to prove to you I'm not an artist. I decided you'll just have to trust me. I draw stick people. I do not draw art like this. And I'm really glad that they provided these artistic statements, the artist statements, explaining all the images, because my brain does not work that way. I need the explanation to see what the artist is trying to say. And even then, there's a few of them that I read the explanation and think, that sounds lovely. And I look at the picture and think, that sounds lovely, looks lovely. And I don't know how they go together, but hopefully it works for you. I haven't heard from very many people if you like this sort of thing or not. The little feedback I've gotten, I think I've heard about half the people who've said something have said, this is really great. I love having the art there and seeing the artistic portrayal of the story. And the other half has said, I don't get it. It doesn't work for me. God wired us differently. It's okay. This week's painting, I really like. This one I can understand, especially reading the explanation. It's by Reverend Lizelle Gwyn Garrity. And I like this one. It's called, Where Are You Headed? That's our theme question for today. And she talks about in her explanation, on that first Palm Sunday when Jesus rode into Jerusalem... Some historians and theologians point out that there were actually two different processions happening in the city that day, in the city of Jerusalem. The Roman governor, Pontius Pilate, who will become a very important figure in the story later this week, had his main palace in the city of the town of Caesarea, Caesarea by the sea. So he's off on the seacoast. But during the major Jewish festivals, like Passover, he would move his court. I don't know how to look how many miles it is, but move his court over to Jerusalem along with his military retinue, sort of be where the action is. And when the Roman governor comes to town, it is a big deal. He comes in a caravan, they clear the streets for him. And remember, Israel is an occupied nation. It's under Roman control, Roman dominion. And so it is important for the Roman rulers to project power and authority, precisely because the Jewish people are gathering for this national holiday, this religious festival of Passover, which is about God freeing them from their oppressors back in Egypt, the Romans need to remind them who is in charge. And so Governor Pilate, as he comes in the city, would be making a show of force. Marcus Borg and John Dominic Crossan write, imagine that procession a visual panoply of imperial power 
Cavalry on horses, foot soldiers, leather armor, helmets, weapons, harnesses, golden Roman eagles mounted on poles, sun glinting on metal, gold sounds, the marching of feet, the creaking of leather, the clinking of bridles, the beating of drums. And all of this is to project the glory of the empire's representative. Remind the people who's in charge. The Roman ruler, Caesar, claims to be divine, to be God, and Pilate is his representative in this part of the earth. So we've got Pilate coming in from the west side of Jerusalem, escorted by soldiers and cavalry. Meanwhile, on the other side of the city, on the east, coming from Galilee, is Jesus and the crowds that have been following him as he's made his way through the countryside. And Jesus' procession is the opposite of Pilate's. Literally, literally, they're coming in from opposite directions. But not only is Jesus fulfilling that prophecy we just heard from Zechariah of your king coming to humble and riding on a donkey, Jesus is setting up a contrast to Pilate. This is intentional. He's offering another option for a ruler. This is political. Pilate is clad in armor and riding on a war horse, a stallion. Jesus is wearing linen robes of a rabbi riding on a borrowed donkey. Reverend Garrity, talking about this picture, says if she expanded the perspective of her painting, Jesus would be kneeling, humbling himself before his disciples as he washes their feet. In Jesus' processional, members of the crowds lay down their coats. They pull off branches and lay them down as a display of both humility and honor. If people are doing the same thing on the other side of town, if people are bowing and laying garments before Pilate, it's out of fear. It's trying to curry favor with the emperor. One earthly ruler is on his way to sit in judgment over his subjugated people, seeking to hold on to his power by force. The other ruler, the one whose kingdom is not of this world, is on his way to lay down his life out of love for his people. So today's question is, where are you headed? Where are you headed? Which ruler do you intend to follow? If you were there that day, which parade would you join in? And the answer seems obvious, right? Of course, we all picture ourselves in Jesus' parade. We just sort of enacted that a little bit. Of course, we would be there to greet the humble king, shouting, Hosanna, please save us, Lord, Hosanna. Because even when we are tempted by earthly power, we always follow the one who gives himself away, right? When we find ourselves in need, our first response is always to turn to God in prayer and ask God for help, right? Maybe sometimes? As humans, we are tempted by political power, tempted by wealth, tempted by the desire to be in charge. It goes way back to the beginning, to the Garden of Eden. The original sin was Adam and Eve eating the forbidden fruit, trying to become like God. Their goal was to take control, to choose their own destiny, to become masters of, their own, masters of their own fate and obtain power, they wanted to grasp equality with God. Jesus 
the one who is in fact God with us, Jesus who has all the power of God, Jesus who is in every way equal to God, Paul says, did not regard equality with God as something to be exploited, but emptied himself, taking the form of a slave. He humbled himself, entering fully into the human experience all the way to death. We know the eternal answer to the question, where are you heading? And we look forward to a future with eternal hope, not because of anything we have done, not because we've succeeded in getting power and climbing up the ladder and making our way to God or becoming equal with God, not because we have worked so hard or thought or philosophized our way to God-like status, but because our King has come to us. Jesus humbled Himself to become one of us. Even as we today sing praises to King Jesus, even as we join with the crowds praising Him and shouting, Hosanna, remember what kind of King this is. Remember who we serve. Douglas Travis writes, We know the divinity of the risen Lord precisely in Christ's willingness to empty Himself and obey. Two thousand years later, we commemorate this one's death not because He was a hero, nor simply because He was divine, but because in His crucifixion and resurrection, the truth is revealed that self-emptying, sacrifice, and obedience are the essence of divinity. This is who God is. This is God's character. A king who comes to his people in their time of need, humbling himself, laying down even his own life for their sake, all out of love. Where are you headed? What kind of king will you follow? Who will you look to for help? Reverend Garrity writes, If you are quick to place yourself in Jesus' parade, I encourage you to pause and consider these questions honestly. When have you aligned yourself with systems or people who have used their power for violence or to uphold the status quo? When have you embodied power through vulnerability? and love for your neighbor. Of course, even the people that day who were following Jesus, the people who are laying down their coats and waving palm branches, even they were not exactly sure what he was doing. I don't know if many of them or any of them were in the crowd a few days later outside Pilate's court yelling, crucify him. Maybe they were. But I do know that some of those who came in with Jesus were seeking a revolution, and not a metaphorical revolution of love, but a literal revolution, a rebellion. They expected a Savior, a Messiah, who would lead them to victory and kick out the Romans once and for all, restore them to be a kingdom. And they were partially correct. Jesus was the Messiah, but He was not leading the kind of revolution they expected. 
Jesus is Lord. He is the King. He is the King of kings. But his reign is not going to come about in the way that people expect. He is seeking something different than what his followers expected, subverting their expectations. Are we willing to follow a God whose reign comes through love and sacrifice? Are we willing to let the same mind be in us that was in Christ Jesus, who became obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross? Because that is where God is calling us to follow. That's where Jesus' parade is heading. Pilate or Jesus? Earthly power or eternal self-giving sacrificial love? I said before that I don't have any artistic talent. I also do not have any poetic talent. Poetry is not my language. But I want to share with you, nonetheless, this poem from Reverend Sarah Speed. And it's written for today to go with this theme. And it's titled, Where Are You Headed? She writes, We are trains on a track moving through life at warp speed. Please keep all arms and legs inside the moving vehicle at all times. The years pass like a flip book, faster than we can absorb, but the train does not stop. We press our faces to the window to try and get a good view, and we ask each other, where are you headed? And there on the train we decide, we want to head toward the promised day. We want to head toward crowded tables and long, healthy lives We want to move in the direction of joyful children and hopeful communities. We want to move closer to God with every mile of track, and that does not happen by accident. So it's time to ask, where are you headed, and who's driving that train? Amen. Thank you for listening to today's sermon podcast. To learn more about the ministries of Living Hope and Christ the King, to ask for prayer, or to make a donation to support the work we are doing in Ozaukee County, you can visit our websites at livinghopesockville.org or ctkport.org, or click the link in the show notes to find us online or on social media. May God bless you, and we hope you'll join us again soon.